O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. With your hosts, Brent Radlinski from the Yankee Tavern North and Dave Van Robies from the Dutch Oven. Both of us are in Lethbridge, Alberta. Let's get into it. 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. Show 153, November the 15th, 2021. Dave, um... I'm not going to lie to you, I'm a little bit tuckered out today, I'm a little tired, a little worse for wear. I was up oh, late for an old guy like myself, 47 years of age. The producer came, visited me last night, and we got drinking and talking and drinking and talking and drinking and then debating. I went. I don't want to say arguing, but we were debating about God knows what. I think it was Kurt Cobain or something last night. It always, always turns into that. But uh, I was up till a whopping 11.30 or 12 o'clock last night, and uh, – yeah, I'm a little tuckered. Uh, my head was pounding a little bit this morning. Um, yeah, I was a little hungover. But anyways, um, it happens. The age catches up to you. Like 1130 used to be nothing on a, for guys like us. Now it's like, what am I doing, man? It's, it's totally for me. I understand that 1130. I actually stayed up and, and went to bed at 10 after 12. But I drank my last beer at supper time. Big difference. Yeah. If you're staying up for a little bit later, then and then you have the beers. So now you're just a little tired as opposed to tired and but groggy tired. There's groggy tired and a little bit tired. Yeah, I wasn't a hundred percent for a while there at work. I uh, the boys are listening to this uh tomorrow when Jim puts it out there. Yeah, I was uh I think they knew. I think they knew I was a little bit well, I wasn't uh at my peak performance rate, but anyways, we got through the day. Uh, productive though there's a storm coming uh, it's already in leopards like you said uh, it's coming to medicine hat with the wind uh, the wind and everything else it's winter's coming through we we've avoided it for quite some time but maybe the wind will just keep pushing the uh the, the, the snow clouds by us but anyways dave jerome mcginla's going into the hall of fame tonight um i don't think it's arguably arguably the best uh calgary flame ever i think he's the best calgary flame ever i don't think there's any debate on that um 2002 was kind of his coming out party when he uh, made Team Canada as a walk-on invite because somebody couldn't come. I can't remember the entire story. But then he, 02, he was a great player there. He was on the 10 team, obviously. Got the uh, assist on the the gold medal, the, the uh, golden goal. Um, seems like just a super nice guy. Like he always seems smiling. He's a very positive person. I've never seen him upset except for when he uh, got in that scrap in the, what was it, the 04 uh finals or all three when it was the flames were there with uh the cavalier but he just seemed like a really solid solid human being i uh it pains me to say only because he wore that c his the majority of his career and that's obviously where, where he made his bones i i agree that he is the best calgary flame ever um and and you can't find someone to say a bad word about him he can he could play on my team anytime. Any day, yeah. Any day, like like a leader, like, like the quiet leader. He doesn't get in people's faces. Tough as nails on the ice. Didn't mind chucking him a little bit. 
1,040 penalty minutes throughout his career, uh, 1,354, 1,300 points and 1,554 games. Uh, he could score. He won a Rocket Richard one year. He never never broke the 100-point barrier, but he played on some pretty abysmal teams in Calgary that might have held his point totals back. But he's he he's on the Mount Rushmore for sure of the Calgary Flames. I don't think it's close. Oh no, yeah, like he's he's the mountain. Like I don't know, I don't know who else you put on him because of the longevity. Like you say, he's seventeen years through. with the Flames. Oh, and he played for some putrid teams with like seven different coaches, a lot of head cases. But he just he just rose to the ranks. He just kept getting better and better, working on his game. And that that 4 run of the of the Flames was something special. It was it was Jerome McGinley and Mika Kippersoff. That was like it, you yeah. t- that was it. Everybody else was supporting cast. It's just like, let's go, let's do this. There's there's um, I think it was in Detroit, the the Calgary Faithful could talk about the shift where yeah. he was he spent like three and a half minutes on the ice and hitting everything, and up, shots on yeah. goal. Just awesome, awesome player. Uh I had one run in with Jerome Ginla on a golf course. It wasn't a run in per se, but it was a, a a conversation where I was, I can't remember what a hole it was, but a golf ball, I was hitting my probably second or no, my third or fourth shot. I duffed one in between there and a golf ball rolled up uh, to my feet. I turned my head and I was like, what the, I didn't yell or swear. I mean, if a guy can hit the ball that far, you go, you, you applaud a little bit. And uh, sure as shit, it was Jerome Ginla. He'd come up and he, Hey, sorry, you guys, I didn't mean to, I got a hold of that one or whatever he said, but it was like, holy, he hit the ball a long ways. Like I was like, don't be sorry for that, man. You've got to be a call just hitting the ball 340 yards. That was quite did impressive. Did he his golf, golf glove and give it to you? Did you, did you pawn? No, no. I, 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 I was six or seven beers deep at that point. We laughed and joked and whatever. So it was, uh, he was smiling like he always does on television and everything else. And said, kept saying sorry and everything else. No, he's uh, just all the interviews he does and everything you hear about the guy, it's just, uh, there's never a negative thought, never a negative word to be said. And that's, just, that, that's a role model that uh, I hope that when he was playing, that be like him, you know, be like this guy. He's a very positive person. I think we, uh, there should be more athletes like that, that that there aren't around today. There's there's some, but not lot, not like that guy. I, I agree. Just he, he seemed really humble. He, he seemed really grateful for every opportunity he had, played the game the right way. Um, tough as nails and can score and that's that's something you love in a hockey player and 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 just the way you can lead by example and will you ever see that again the game has changed like he's only been retired for five or six years whatever it's been but will you you ever see a player like that again or have the need for a player like that again i mean you always need a player like that but the way the the toughness is out of the game now and fighting is is such a non non-entity now also, there's a good scrap tonight in the Islanders game, but it's such a non-thing. You don't need your best player breaking his hand on someone's jaw. Uh, will you ever see a player, like, obviously he's a Hall of Famer, but will you ever see a player like a Ginlet needed again? I, I um, don't know. You know needed is no, kind of a, a loose term, but you know what I'm, I'm getting at? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, someone with a bit of sandpaper to their game, and, and, that's, and that's fine. Someone like a... Uh, uh, who is he? Marchand on on boss, but tougher, right? A lot like, tougher. A lot tougher. Um, someone that can walk the talk. I would say, you know, 
Corey Perry and, and Ryan Gesloff, kind of like that, but they're both ready to hang them up. Yeah, the they're they're really getting a little long in the tooth in NHL years. Yeah. yeah, and then I don't know who else, like uh, maybe Shifley in Winnipeg. Uh, Good comparison. He, yeah. yeah, maybe Wilson, but he's not quite the goal scorer like with Ottawa. Skill. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it, you know, there is a place for that in in today's game, and and I don't have enough knowledge of all the teams, but the to have the elite skill with with toughness is is they're too like you said they're they're too valuable a commodity to their team to be chucking them because one visor across the knuckles and you're out for six weeks. A, yeah, a crack bone in your in your in your no, dominant me- hand. A, what's and then, a, a metacarpal? Yes, whatever, or <laughs> severed tendon. Like, and then yeah. and, and then and then there's then you're gone. You're screwed. So. The uh, the NHL season. I, I I'm just because like baseball's done. I started to watch games. I'm getting into it a little bit more. That uh, Leon Draisaitl might be the best hockey player. Not the most skilled, not the most talented, but he might be the best player in National Hockey League. And it's that that tandem they got in Edmonton there with McDavid and Dreisaitl, or should it be Dreisaitl and McDavid? Like that, oh, no, I, I, that I guy think is something else. I, I 100% it's agree. It's a little bit of that sandpaper you were just speaking of. Yeah, yeah. And he's tough once he has a – he kind of reminds me of uh, Peter Forsberg a, bit, a little bit. Like yeah. he's, he's a tank. and Got some size to him, can push through got everything some size. else. You bet he's a bit of a bulldog, and obviously the brother knows how to score. Um, and and the the fact that those two get to play together, what do you what do you do? Like if you if you both of them need individual attention, but yeah. you can't give them the individual attention they need because they're both on the ice so many times together. Like that Oilers power play is damn near automatic. Well, when the, you got uh, those two guys out there. Nuge has 17, uh, 17 assists already. Yeah. Like it's. Well, like, so I, I heard today they were talking on the radio. Uh, Drysaddle and McDavid are combining for 58 points already in 14 games. Jesus. Unreal. They're doing okay. Yeah. Like, and, and, it'll, and everybody's like, wait till playoffs, wait till playoffs. Just. Once I'd like to see the refs call like no sport does it like hockey, where the regular season is so different than the playoffs. Like I will never, different... I will never understand that. How uh, in the regular the regular season as well, a a, a penalty is not called in overtime. That was a penalty forty five seconds before in the th- in the third period. I don't understand that why hockey is that way. And it's been that way forever, how they have different rules for different times of the game, different rules for different times of the season. I, I will not understand that. A penalty is a penalty. In baseball, they, they don't say, ah, that's not a strike. Yeah, like ah. they're, they're down. No, it's no. ridiculous. They're, they're down by four and we're in the ninth inning, like so that it has to be right down the pipe. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise the game, otherwise the other team doesn't have a chance. Well, that's because they're no good and they're down by four. They're already like, down by four. Whatever. Yeah, just, like wow, well, we can't get. We'll talk officiating here in a second. Yeah. Other sports, it's it, it's it's astonishing. Uh, the Hall of Fame, a couple guys got in today as well. We're not going to beat this up too much, but putting career GMs in to me, that's a bit. I don't know. That's pretty. 
I don't know the word I'm looking for, but Ken Holland and and uh, who's Wilson, Ron Wilson, Doug Wilson, Doug Wilson. With uh, I San Jose. I, yeah. He was an okay player, but putting well, GMs in the Hall of Fame, like, did you, didn't you just have a lot of money? Like with Hall in the Hall of Situation? Because yeah, Detroit was spending like a bastard. Oh, yeah. They had, when Illich first bought that team, they, that's how, that's how they kept oh. that team together. And then after you the want to win a cup document, or you want a chance to win a cup, they were the boy Robitaille was going to Detroit. Yeah. Call went to Detroit. Chelios went to yeah, Hassock went them. to Detroit. Vernon all went to like, so, yeah. So what so what was Holland doing other than spending uh, little Caesar's money? Winning cups, and that's it, okay too, right? So that's what it's it's very good, but I don't know, putting GMs in the Hall of Fame, that's pretty rich to me. I don't know. In the builders category, yeah. Hockey's like um, their selection process and the way they 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 put they, they bestow the game's highest honor upon people. It seems a little bit too much old boysy club for me. Well, we right? talked about like, a few weeks ago, yeah, yeah, and like like with Kevin Lowe coming in, like come on, twenty one well, years, he didn't like get I said, any better. Like I said last week, I don't remember him playing playing defense for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. He was an afterthought. Yeah, it's just one of those players, too. Like, right? It's uh, if you're not talking about him, he did his job, right? I guess. Like it, but, but but still, like, there's 10 other players that did their job, and they're not in the Hall of Fame. I don't think Char- Mike Crucial Niski is. I wouldn't think so. I don't think Crusher made her. Anyways, <laughs> uh, congrats to uh, Ginlan. The other guys got in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you're, you're there, whether you, we believe it or not, what that you should be. But again, definitely is a Hall of Fame kind of guy, um, Hall of Fame player, and a Hall of Fame person. And congrats to him. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, you got one more thing. Is he the best player to never win a cup? <sighs> we got I Marcel, was, I Marcel was, Dion. That was my first one. I was in the, the yeah. tail end of Marcel Dion's career, like my age. Um, so I, I remember dad and mom, mom saying how good he was and then read the stats, how good he was. The numbers he put up in a what, shitty LA team, like with nobody in the stands. Uh, did Denny Savard ever win a cup? Uh, he got one with Montreal in 93. He didn't play in the finals though. He was on the ice in a suit, hoisting the cup. Um, mm. Again, less better than Savard, but he's probably not better than Marcel Dion. Yeah, it. And who else do we got there? Well, Matt Sundin was this, like just a Sundin is a really good player. He had some monster years with the Leafs there. Yeah, he was a really, really good player. Um, a guy who probably but didn't have the chance because of injuries. Um, Eric Lindros, he's probably. Yeah, potential, but, but the injury bug caught up to him early in his career. Never got out of that. Um, yeah. I would say probably again and and uh, and Marcel Dion for sure. Yeah, yeah. like, and you're, you're like you probably got a couple boys from that least team. Uh, uh, what's his name? Wendell Clark and Darcy Tucker. You love those mothers. I do. I, I do you. like those. I do like those <laughs> players, but they weren't. They aren't uh, Hall of Fame worthy. Best ever's that never won a cup. 
if you ever play for Leafs, you don't win cups. You put that blue jersey on, you're, you're destined to not win. <laughs> I don't under how how <laughs> talk about it another show. We'll like talk about you, another show, but how like you I can think... go that long without winning, like even coming close. Jerome, it's... back to the point is Jerome. I think it's a very short list of players better than him that are not on on the Stanley Cup. Well, we'll put it up on Twitter. Like we'll, we'll ask the ask the people listening to the show who uh, who's the best, who's never won a cup, and see what the, the people think because it uh, it's a pretty short list of uh, who's really good, who hasn't won. Yeah, because most yeah, guys I, I who are really good end up winning somehow, some way. Yeah, they'll they'll yeah they'll fall even in the the tail end. Like obviously the Bork and uh, Brett Hall, and uh, I guess Paul has two. The Hall won that one in uh, the the dirty goal against Buffalo. Uh, yeah. His foot was in the crease. So all year long, they're calling that crease goal, and they didn't call it that one. That was greasy. Oh, so bad. Because so it was the rule all season long. Yes. And Except because there was a celebration, they couldn't go, oh, shit. Because yeah. that's, probably, that's probably what they said upstairs. Oh, shit. What do we do now? Oh, well, you can. You can't call it back. Well, you can. You can. It's you the rule. Have to. Yeah. 20 I minutes before, it was the rule. No, yeah. It's not. Exactly. Like, yeah. But, yeah. Anyways. 1420 podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. 1420 sports podcast. We are everywhere you get your podcasts. We're listening now. Uh, tell your friends, tell everybody to uh, listen to the show. Word of mouth is the best way to uh, spread the, the good word of the 1420 podcast. Anyways, Dave, officials come in to review no matter what sport we're talking about, no matter what stage of the season we're in, uh, preseason, talk about officials. Regular season, talk about officials. We just talked about uh, in the NHL season how a penalty is a penalty in the regular season, but it's not in the in the in the playoffs. Um, I've always found that blaming an, uh, a referee, umpire, whatever you want to call them, whatever sport you're 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 uh, you're watching, blaming a referee for a loss is a chicken shit move because so many calls throughout the game they pretty much even even themselves out, but. With the advent of uh, instant replay, it just seems that the officials are getting worse. And there was some calls in the last while that you go, what the hell could they possibly have seen? There was a few calls like Pete Carroll. I mean, he's having a rough season in Seattle. And Seattle didn't deserve to win that game anyways yesterday. But there was there was some calls that, like, ooh, they, that wasn't the right call. And the replay wasn't the right, the right call after replay. In my opinion, is is Coach Carroll grasping at straws to keep his job? Maybe because he's been tripping over his own tongue for a while. But it just seems to me that these officials almost don't even know the rule book. Like that's a stretch, but you know what? But you know what I mean? No, I I I see it's. I think in the NFL, the, the directives from the league office change every year. This year, we're going to be looking at pass. We're really going to clamp on pass interference and contact pass five yards. And now they're obviously really, uh, well, this, uh, then, uh, then contact on the quarterback, contact to the head, leading with the crown. And, you know, and that one, you know, player safety, and I, and I understand that. Now this taunting is absolutely ridiculous. Some of these flags that I'm well, seeing that right one now. last Monday night when we were recording it was the, the Bears and uh, was it Pittsburgh? 
and uh, the guy turned around, and looked at the other sideline, and he got a, he got a flag, he got fined. It cost the team the game pretty much. Uh, I what the, he just looked. That guy did something he's never done before, and he wanted to just look around, maybe like look at this or like it's, well, it's, it wasn't he, taunting. Yeah, didn't he turn and and drop the ball? But he was turning to a signal first down, and the Pittsburgh guy happened to be there. Like it was something like that. It was so it non- was just so non taunting. It was, it was, it's gross. Like this taunting, let him fucking taunt. What's the difference between taunting and a bat flip? A bat flip is taunting, right? I just yeah. owned you. That's exactly what that is. It's good for the game, and and as long as it's spontaneous, and and doesn't. There's no pushing or anything like that, like not no no contact. Well, as long as it doesn't you're a big cause, boy. As long as it doesn't cause a, a riot or a brawl or whatever, I'm all for it. Because you know what, the, it's at the end of the day, it's entertainment. It's all this. Yeah. It's all sport is. It's entertainment. And I, if 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 somebody looks at you funny and you can't take that as a professional athlete, then get the fuck off the field. One hundred percent. Because I can only imagine the junk. That's being said between DBs and wide receivers all the time when they're walking back to the huddle and stuff. They're in each other's ear all the time. All and the I'm time. Gar- I'm guaranteeing you that ain't no PG-13 talk going on. No, that'd be quite bad. I think there'd be uh, it would, yeah, stuff that uh, you're not allowed to say out in, in, a, in a public forum by any means. I, and you're gonna just, and you're gonna give me 15 yards for dropping the ball on the guy's face when after you've run over him? That penalty last night, Dave. He looked at the sideline. Yeah, he looked like that like, taunting role is garbage. Absolute we, garbage. We've talked about it before. It's one of the very first shows that you were on with me back last September of 2020. That so the uh, the pay per view mic'd up sports there's some things i don't think would get through the uh what's the uh, the crtc i guess because I, I think the nfl they might be the worst like the, for the, the trash talk like you said between wide receivers and dbs everything else there's some stuff that probably shouldn't be like eddie murphy kind of shit from back oh, in the for sure. days or even like those those dominant linemen and linebackers that those those pass rushing threats, yeah. what they're yelling over the line to the quarterback as he's going through his uh, progression, like yeah, uh, uh, like just when he's a he's ready yeah. to receive the ball, I'm coming for you, I'm yeah. coming for you, but they're not saying that. Yeah, so like that's that's almost that would be worse to me than than anything that gets said. Like the taunting thing. Like after the play, right on. Like I, I made a great play. I'm going to let the world know that I made this great play, and I should be allowed to put my hands above my head and cheer for myself a little bit. Because no, like I, I, like I said when you asked me that question a few months ago, um, no, no one likes me better than me. So I'm going to make it when I make a good play. I want the world to know that I did this. I don't, yeah. see, I don't see anything wrong with that. A hockey player scores a goal, whether it's a a, a greasy two bouncer or, or the a sweet breakaway. And the pumpernickel coming back. Oh, two minutes, you're taunting. Could you imagine that? Get, the pumpernickel in front of the opposing team's bench? That's and, essentially what it is. Yeah. And if, if that was a penalty, like the, the 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 flyby, you can't do that in football. Yeah. Like you can't because well, the, the, the sidelines are on the opposing sides, obviously. But if you if your whole team paraded by the, the other team's sideline, 
and it was ta- like it's, it's, a, it's a taunt. It's an automatic 15-yard penalty. What about Steph Curry when he lets a bomb go? And he, tur- he did it the other night. It was a pretty cool highlight. Oh, yeah, I saw t- that one. He took a three-pointer, turned around to the crowd, and, and pointed like he was before, watching. Before it even went Before in. it hit the net. Oh, yeah. you cocky son of a – he's so I li- good. I like that Steph Curry. I like Golden State, like I'm not an NBA fan, but it's easy to cheer for that for Steph Curry. Like, I like they that just kid. shoot from wherever landing, and they just – and they go in. Like It's, it's, a, it's unbelievable how good they are from that range yeah it's like to me there, there's there's three things in sport that are really tough um and one hitting of a baseball is, I, like hitting a baseball like a fastball is, is tough the, the when a when a quarterback can throw it to a receiver in 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 mid-stride and hits him he doesn't the receiver never turn his head it just lands his hand and a guy who can hit three-pointers on a consistent basis. Because these are big dudes shooting the ball over other really big dudes. And they don't miss. Catch and release. Like, now. It's not like lining up. Like, yeah, uh, it's not junior high where you line up. You can juke one guy. And yeah. You, you got nothing but time. Like, it's quick. And they, they make shots. It's unbelievable, Matt. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, it is. It is it, their 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 skill set. As much as I don't, excuse me, really enjoy watching the game because of the starts and stops, the physical prowess of NBA athletes. They might be the best athletes. Every single one of those people, because everybody so on the field, big man. They're so big and fat and fast. And that ball moving down the court. Like they're so fast. They're like, so a, fast. Like you could, you put a guy like Zidane Chara, who's like that height, he couldn't do that. Obviously, no. a different skill set, and he's trained differently throughout his life. But most, I'm going to say it, most great big tall white guys that I know, they they can't move like that. Well, yeah, a like I I only know like two. Six, I'm not seven being racist. Yeah, like, I'm not being racist. I'm just saying, like, but like, these dudes, could, wow. Yeah, like Kevin Durant and uh, and uh, LeBron and those, those they're they're monstrous men. Yeah, and the way they can move around, like oh, it's 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 incredible their their athletic ability. It's absolutely incredible. Um, it's just the game. I don't I don't care for it, the way it's played. Um, same with like football. It's just football is the, the one sport where you can have a five ten guy. A 5'10, 180 pound running back, or and you can have like a 6'5, 340 pound lineman on the same team. Like you never know. You can't look at a person and say yeah. that's a football player. Yeah. Right. Well, lineman, you can tell. Well, yeah, lineman, you can tell. Yeah. yeah but oh, it's uh, that that taunting thing. Like it's 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 too bad. Like I, I get it. I get it to an extent why they don't allow it, but come See, on. And I it's don't. Like why? Like grow up. Like if you're if you don't want to be taunted, yeah. If if you're that if you're that butthurtable getting sco- uh, scored on, some guy does a celebration, then don't get scored on. Exactly. 
And like I like I'm I'm fine with the taunting because it like it that's what a bat flip is. That's what a pumpernickel is. That's yeah. what a flyby is. Like that's that's pointing at the crowd in basketball. You talk about the bat the bat flip with the Bautista one back in what was it 16 or 15? I can't remember what year, 15. And uh, I was against it because I used to be a tales of baseball purist and everything else. But then I got I got thinking, you know what? That was a great moment and that deserved a bat flip. It was an awesome moment. And these guys, these get off my lawn guys who are still the guys making the rules in the NFL. That you know what? Maybe it's time to just change back a off. You know, we're, we're, we're clamping down on these guys so much. Like, some of these roughing the quarterbacks are just awful, too. Like, God, there's been some weak-ass calls this year. And I understand they're trying to protect the quarterbacks. I understand they're trying to keep the moneymakers, the playmakers in the game. They don't want them to see them get hit with a cheap hit. But these aren't cheap hits. It, it's it's it is at the end of the day football, which is a which a which is a violent collision. Hey, but Dave, you say you, you want the, the playmakers in the game, but you know what? <clears throat> if one leaves, there's another one coming in behind them. The, the NFL is so big. You it doesn't matter who's who's wearing those jerseys anymore. It doesn't. Like people will watch, they will bet, they will play fantasy football, no matter who's wearing what jersey for what for X, X team. It doesn't matter. The players are so non-consequential in that league. It doesn't matter. Uh, but, you know, aside from like 20 of them, right? There's, there's like, you know, it's what you say is true. Yes, it doesn't matter. It, it is a next man up league. But your difference makers are what people are put puts asses in the seats, like on both sides of the ball. Someone like Aaron Donald, someone like uh, Tom Brady, someone like Aaron Rodgers, someone like... Um, henry with tennessee they, they they put asses in the seats the people that are able to elevate their game in a, in a group of highly competitive highly uh talented individuals and they're still difference makers and you can't have a difference maker go out because of a cheap hit well i i don't know a like difference maker or not you can't have that for a cheap hit I, I get it but i i just think that that league is so big that it don't matter who's playing anymore I, I, I do agree with that, but the ones that are difference makers really do drive the league. They drive the jersey sales. They drive they drive the money machine that the NFL is. And that's a billion, billion dollar machine. Yeah, no, it is. There's no doubt about that. Anyways, 1420 Sports Podcast. We got some uh, new merch. Uh, the producer, she's designing us a new logo, getting some things spruced up a little bit. We're running run the same one for 14 months now. So we're going to change things up a little bit, which means some new merch. Hopefully get it out in time for Christmas. Uh, we got uh, Oh Yeah or Oh No coming up after the break. 1420 Sports Podcast. We started this one a while ago because apparently we say uh, Oh Yeah or Oh No a lot. I, I didn't realize that we did say Oh Yeah and Oh No, but it's a, it turned out to be a pretty good little segment. Dave, uh, I give you a little topic. You Oh Yeah, Oh No it, and I'll do the same. It's pretty simple. Um, Draft beer. Uh, oh, uh, as a general rule, I'm going to say, oh, no. Like in a, an arena, like you can't have more than two. Otherwise, I don't know. I don't know what they put in arena draft beer, but I get a headache. God, I get a headache after more than two. Uh, a craft beer, like I, I buy growlers all the time. And that doesn't give me a headache. 
So I don't know if it's the lines are dirty or whatever. So as a general rule, oh no. Like if you go to a pub, do you order a bottle or a draft? Usually a bottle. Yeah. More often than not, a bottle. I'm a I'll big look dra- at, I like draft beer. I'll lot. look at I'll look at their draft menu. Yeah. If there's some I want to try, I'll try. But I don't get I don't get the king on tap. I get the king in a bottle. Really? If if I have the I will drink Bud Light in a bottle, obviously. Um, but if it's on tap, I'm having it on tap. No, no, I'm a bottle guy. Okay. Um, scratch lotto tickets. Oh no. Like it's, that's a waste of, I, I don't have oh. the time to maybe, and I just don't want to. I'm not, I buy lotto, not religiously, but like, uh, I'm in the kiosk occasionally and, uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get 20 bucks at six forty nine. And then once a month, I'll go in and check my tickets. Like, does I'm it not... have to be to a certain monetary win for you to buy it, or is it just like, oh, all right, I'm, I'll get it? Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Well, like it, it's it's a it's a weekly trip. I buy uh, my Siggy butts for the week, um, and and then whatever I have left over, I uh, I put on Lotto. So it's uh, it's a one stop shopping. Event. Yeah, like I yeah. some people ah. Oh, I'm not spending 20 bucks to win 10 million. I'm going to win the big one. If you won 10 million, dude, you're okay, you dummy. I win 1 million. I'm doing fucking car. Yeah, I'm doing all better than I am today. You, you bet. That. You bet. I'm, 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 if that's $1 million is life changing money for, for this guy. For most of us. Yeah. For, for most, I, I'm going to put money on it for 98% of the people listening to the 1420 podcast. If you put an extra million dollars in their account, they'd be way better off. Yes, <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, yes. another one, Dave. I'm flying out to the uh, Vancouver Island this weekend. Uh, I have a. Uh, I'm not a carry-on bag guy. I I check my bag. I go to the carousel and get it. Are you carry-on bags? Oh yeah, or oh no. <sighs> depends. Oh God, I totally oh, go depends. Ahead. If you're going from warm weather to, to to cold weather, I put care. I have a carry on like with a sweater or a coat, mm-hmm. or or opposite. I'll have flip flops and shorts, and and I have changed. But not all your stuff. No, 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 no. Just necessities, right? Like, like a backpack full of stuff you'll carry onto the airplane. Correct. Like you're not but filling then, up the overhead compartment. Oh no! Like people no, do that. No, oh, no. drives me bonkers. That way I don't have to wait in the carousel. Or, oh, so you're just gonna be a see you next Tuesday in the aisle, dragging your fucking things off the top, and then packing, and then getting in, and, and needing and going, help, and, and then going through security and the check and the thing. I I hate it. I hate it more than I hate being lost. I hate people. Going through airport security with 43 bags. And then and jumping up when as the second the plane comes to a stop. The, and person, that at comes the, the person at the very back of the airplane going to the stand. Where are you going, dude? Where are you going? You got to get through 200 people. I, I'll and never you, understand and, that. and you were last on the airplane, so your bag isn't even anywhere near where, 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 where you're sitting. Well, actually, oh. that's not true. The last, the last person that put their bags in, that's the first bag off, right? Oh, I just, 
the people but, do carry stuff on airplanes, maybe a backpack, maybe your briefcase with your laptop, but even your laptop, if you're flying for three hours, if you're that important and that busy, stay the fuck home. Airport manners are just like, I just, I'll never understand. I will never understand. Why get up first? Why sit in the tube as long as you can? We're going to be on this tube for five hours. Yeah. And you want to get on that tube 20 minutes quicker than me? We are now boarding. <laughs> Got to get up yeah. there. I yeah. always, when, when they say that my plane's now boarding, I order a beer. Yeah, because I got 20 minutes. I got at least 20 minutes. Yeah. I, 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 I'll never understand it. Like, every time I, like, I shake my head and I say loud enough, look at these idiots. Like, I want to be in that tube for as little as possible. We should write, a, we should write some kind of an uh, airport etiquette 1420 uh, style thing because I think me and you are on the same page on this because it, it, I used to fly a lot all over the place going here and there. And it was just like, you fucking assholes. Do you recline your seat? No. Neither do I. No. And and if you recline a seat in front of me, guess what? You're going to have a bumpy ride. Because my knee might accidentally bump that chair a hundred times. Oh, I, I totally I agree. can't stand it. That they shouldn't, seats should not be reclinable in, in like in first class, yes. I get it, but you're paying Plus three space. times for them. Yeah, but when you're in with uh, the the common folk, that seat stays upright. Uh, we're on the same page for airports, Dave. There's a sports, oh yeah, or oh no. Trading free agents to be for prospects. Oh yeah, or oh no. That has to be an oh yeah. It gets a little tiresome, but what else are you going to do with it? I mean, if it's an expiring asset, you don't want to get something for him, you might as well take a shot in the dark. I think it depends on what your record is at the point. Like if you're in playoff contention, not just playoff, if you're in championship contention, I guess, because everybody makes the playoffs, especially in hockey. Um, it's, if you're in, we're going to make her make a little bit of a run here. I'm an old, old guy, man. Because like we said before, Prospects are cool, but championships are cooler. Yeah, but if you're missing, like, uh, I remember way back in the day, we talked about him earlier on, Matt and Dean. Um, the Leafs wanted to trade him, and he said, nope. And, they, and then Leaf Nation was a little, actually a little pissed at him yeah. for saying, how dare you? We aren't winning. Made. Yeah. Yeah, I, I bargained for this no-trade clause, and, and yeah. I don't want to do it. So jam it. And I, and I totally tip my hat. I respect that decision he made. And, but I also understand, and that's what, that's what teams like, um, the flames, the Minnesota wild, uh, uh, the, not even so much the Islanders Dallas and that that's how you stay average forever is because you're going to make the playoffs. So yeah. you can't trade anybody. You can't trade. You're and now there. you're using these. And now you're losing these expiring contracts that you couldn't trade because you're contending, contending. Yeah. Um, Finishing seventh in the conference is the worst thing you could ever do. Yeah. Every year it doesn't help. Well, so you get those two playoff gates. There you go. And now, and now you're, now you, now you're two players down 
and and you gotta try and restock the the shelves that are already full with no name mushroom soup yeah gotcha couple more for you dave before we go tonight uh sweatpants past your front porch oh yeah or oh no not me never no Uh, never 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 uh for yard work sure but like yeah on your property but not not leaving the property you know what even i don't even i don't even think i own sweatpants anymore i I have have one pair that i when i we in the end did the uh the 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 back the what was it uh couch to 10k i bought a pair of sweats because i was running it was, well this time we started it so i started running in the winter time so i bought a pair of sweats and i think they're exactly where i left them the last time i ran which was two or three years ago so i have one pair of sweats but anyways yeah we were laughing the other day at work about the uh the national costume for people who drink slurpees who are you know like 30 and above and that's what a lot of ticket thing came up they wear either sweatpants or pajama bottoms they're getting a pack of smokes a slurpee and a big and, gulp and lotto tickets it's just see that at that's 10 30 in the morning and that that's the costume it seems and wearing moccasins or, or yes Uggs. yeah it's odd anyways you um, know i wear my my house shoes are, are moccasins and I love them. They're comfortable. Yeah. And I've walked in the backyard, obviously, and stuff like that. What's not outside? They're, they're, they're not comfortable to walk in. No. On like you gotta, on, a, you on an uneven pavement. Make them work. And, right. Yeah. These are comfort, like like house comfort. There's 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 a difference between house comfort and outside the house comfort. Hundred uh, percent. Dave, oh yeah or oh no, more than one patty on your burger. Dependent again. Um, uh, just for old time's sake, maybe twice a year, I'll get a Big Mac, and that's that one that that has two patties, two little tiny yeah. little patties. But you know, when I like the the most burgers I eat are burgers I make here at the house. And you ain't getting your mouth around two patties. Well, that's that just the thing. There. Like when, like if I make burgers, there I make a. Like I found a recipe for Fuddrucker burgers. They're fantastic. Yeah, and I I, I can't have two. Like it doesn't. By the time you put your lettuce, tomato, high fifty seven, and French fried potatoes, you, you you can't get your yap around it. And you and I have big mouths. Yeah, we talk a lot. So, uh, but there's no way you're gonna get your yap around. Some guys have the. Now there's these gourmet burgers with the two patties and onion rings on them. Through the top and they're huge and, and just no, I I can't do two patties. You know, it it, it takes us. It, it, you know, even like when I see those pictures, that looks as delicious. But how the fuck do you eat? How that? do you eat it? Like do you do you literally like squash it and sit do, on do, it? And do, then, do, have you ever cut a burger in half? That's the only way I eat a burger. Really? I eat I, every burger I eat in a restaurant or in, in my home. I cut it in half. Oh, here, don't let me tell you now. That's weird. That might man. change your life. You, 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 you cut it in half, and now you start not in the middle, like from a quarter. And then you know how in a burger, like all the, st- all the, the toppings and everything get pushed to the back? Mm-hmm. Not when you cut it in half. Because you're able to maneuver it a little bit better. You have better portion control. 
you can bite like from the 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 tips on both and then you work it around you don't lose it's it's for the the topping you get the equal amount of toppings on every single bite whereas if you attack the thing whole you don't i might give that a shot next burger i have um one more I listened to some podcast the other day. I don't know what I can't remember what, what it was. I started a lot. I don't know why. I don't know what attracted me to this thing. The, the title was something about poo stories. And I, I had to listen to it. Dave, oh yeah, or oh no. I heard one of yours. We won't talk about it on air tonight. With that, you had a, a little situation in Whitefish, Montana at your house two years back. And you told this story at Mike Davis's place uh, after a baseball game here in Lethbridge, Alberta. And I don't think I laughed that hard in, in years, but uh, I think, you know, my oh yeah or oh no for poo stories. When I even get the, when I even get a glimpse or the, the, uh, the, the, this is no pun intended, a nugget of a poo story that's coming my way, I can't but not listen. I think they're so funny and I don't know why. It's childish. But man, oh man, Dave, oh yeah, or oh no, to poo stories. Oh yeah, you know there. There's <laughs> I don't know what it is. There is obviously a time and place. Yeah, but but when that time is is right, then like lay it on me, brother, because you know, like I myself, you know, you know my worst one, uh, Stone Cold Silver. For those of you who don't know it, uh, it's. Uh, It's hilarious. Like it's it's the most shameful, depraved. You feel like so low. Like, and and so I can I can empathize, but I can also laugh at it. Like, and and, and I'm the, here to share. I think the I, best I, I think the best thing about a poo story, Dave, is that if you get around the fraternity of men, they all will go, "Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah." I got like, one for you because they because they everybody has one. For whatever reason, men cannot mm-hmm. control their bowels at one point or another throughout their lives, maybe twice, maybe three times, doesn't matter. There's but this every but every man will go, Oh yeah. So listen to this one. Ninety-five percent of men have a poo story and five percent are liars. There you go. <laughs> the poo stories. Oh, they're just I Deanne, she doesn't understand it. When I start giggling like a grade nine girl, when I start hearing those stories, I just, oh, I laugh and laugh and laugh. And I don't know. And what there's another, there's another laugh. quote. Of, there's another quote too. Every man has a poost. Like if you don't have a poo story, you're just simply not taking enough chances in life. That's right. That's right. Oh, geez. That's some funny stuff. Class of 2022. First time eligible players. The Sedines. Luongo, Zetterberg, Karen Ouellette, and Megan Duggan. Uh, does Deans get in and first first ballot? They have to. I think all do all four of them get in. Yeah. Like Bobby Lou, I don't trust. Like I I get it that he's gonna go. Most wins probably. ever, blah blah blah, like all the stuff. He got a lot of, a lot of big stats, right? But yeah, he does. But you know, like I I never want him in the big game like yeah. he, i was shitting my pants fig, uh figuratively not literally yeah in, 2010. Poo in our pants yeah. yeah like uh i i, I just i've I, i've never had full faith in in bobby lou yeah and he and he's a really good guy i like him yeah 
Yeah, I think they all get in. Zetterberg was a hell of a player. The Sedins are really good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you keep any of them out. I honestly don't. Yeah, Bobby Lou would be number four on that list. Uh, Henrik and Daniel, like they they gotta go in together, right? That is just weird how they just did all their thing. It's always together. Like everything's just. It's just the way it all worked out for their careers. Drafted, same team. They like, can just play for the same team forever and ever. Yeah. It's, it's odd to me. Anyways. It, it, it's, uh, it's unique. Yeah. Uh, Dave, fun show. Quick show tonight. A uh, few laughs, a few uh, uh, insightful comments, but uh, poo stories. If you got one, let us know. We, we love hearing those. We'll share no, them on here. don't let us know. I did put something out in 1420, uh, uh, my uh, 1420 Dave thing. Uh, one of the funniest stories I ever read. It was a, a poo story in a in a private jet. Did you read that one? Mm-mm. Go back. I'll resend it to you. Read it tonight. Yo, like I laughed out loud. Fuck, I laughed out loud. Poo stories. I'll, I'll, I'm going to repost it on 1420 Dave. One of the, the funniest poo story I ever read of one. I haven't read a lot of poo stories. I don't I don't Google poo stories. Hilarious poo stories. I think stories. I might tonight. This is you know, funny. but you know, like hilarious poo, poo stories. That's uh. That's re- that's repetitive. Poo story <laughs> equals hilarious, right? Like it's just always funny. Every hola- time. If you say hilarious story, one of them might be a poo story. <laughs> They're always good. Yeah. Anyway, Dave, quick fun show tonight. Uh, quick, quick and easy. Uh, we'll figure out the rest of the recordings coming throughout the week. I'm going to the island. Uh, you got curling going on. We got stuff going on, but uh, bracing for the show. <laughs> uh, make sure you batten down the hatches and lock the doors. She stampede wrestling time once more. Remember that Eddie Whalen talking back in the day. In the meantime and in between time. That's, that's another, another edition. Stampede wrestling. Stampede Anyways, wrestling. 1420 podcast. Four viewers worth talking a whole lot more. Take care of each other. More importantly, take care of yourself. We need you around. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? Don't swing at high pitches, Jim, and keep your feet dry. It's it's a little dangerous in um, lower mainland BC. Be safe, everybody. I have family in that area. Um, I hope everything turns out because there's some good flooding going on there right now. Be safe, everybody. Getting a little area there. We'll talk to you again later on this week, guys. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.